So Lowry, is that it? Feels like the game is over. We rescued Kevin, we're done. No, Mason, there's still more game to go. Yeah, clearly we gotta make Kevin be alive. I don't think we know how to do that. Lowry, do we know how to do that? You described everything in mom's closet as being typical mom stuff. Is it familiar enough to me? I mean, it's as familiar as like, lipstick. I know how to apply lipstick. Do you know how to apply it well? Can I bring life to toys, ineffectually or not? Okay, maybe lipstick isn't the best mom example I can think of. I mean, it's like, do you know how to use a sewing machine? Or uh, if we're gonna use a more modern example, like fix a car? I mean, if a mom fixes a car, then that's officially a mom thing now. So yeah, I guess, do you know how to fix a car? I could fix a car's headlights. I know some things about fixing a car. Okay, the answer is no. No, you don't know how to give toys life. Is this a gender thing? Is it because Elvis is a boy and boys don't know how to bring life to toys? No, I'm sorry I made it a gender thing. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, that's a typical guy response right there. You guys just simply suck all the things you shouldn't be sucking. Well, anyway, what's next then? I say we should still try to give Kevin life, even though we don't know how. I am willing to try it. I mean, I feel like we should only do that kind of stuff if Eric says we should. Eric's not in charge. He's just who we want to please. We know that he would like it if Kevin were alive. Yeah, like Eric's never going to say, oh man, we should totally fix the car. He would if his mom brought it up. Well, very few kids ever say, oh man, I wish mom would apply more makeup. I mean, okay, but generally you wouldn't apply makeup to someone's mom in secret. Yes, clearly the mom and makeup and all those metaphors, they don't work. Anyway... Let's get on with the game. So the next morning, Eric wakes up and he plays with you guys like usual. We've already established that. He says, Oh, Mr. Madglad, you found Kevin and you've been keeping him safe all night. He gives you a great big hug and then he gets everyone out to play. He hears mom coming to the door and he hides Kevin behind his back. She opens the door and says, Eric, honey, I have to go out of the house for a little while. I'll be back soon. Just remember, don't answer the door for anybody while I'm gone, okay? Eric says, Okay, Mom, I'll be good. And Mom says, I know you will. She closes the door and she leaves. Eric puts on his daytime clothes while Mom gets ready to leave. You guys hear the garage door open, Mom's car drives away, and then the garage door closes. Eric gathers you all up, except for Elvis, and he runs downstairs and turns on the TV. It's frilly frog time. Ah, uh, man, I am not being left alone for this again. Hey, Mr. Banana Muffin, do you want to come secretly watch Frilly Frog? Mr. Banana Muffin says, If Eric wanted me to watch Frilly Frog, he'd have taken me too. He's just afraid you'll lose your other eye. Come on, let's go watch Frilly Frog. I really don't think it's a good idea. Eric just wants me to stay here. That's not true. You used to be one of his favorite toys, Mr. Banana Muffin. You're one of the greatest toys in the whole toy box. You're venerable and wise and we all love you. Okay, I guess give me persuasion. All right, here we go. And that is a terrible roll. We all love you because you remind us that all of us are going to get old and destroyed someday. And it reminds us to cherish the good times that we have now in absence of you. Because no one wants to wind up like you. And I gotta say, I really appreciate you being there. So what do you say? Let's go watch Frilly Frog. Mr. Banana Muffin slumps over and then falls down on his side. And he says, just leave me here in the darkness, please. Okay, enjoy the dark, climb up out of the toy box, go to the stairwell, climb up on the ceiling, and then watch Frilly Frog. I gotta be in on all these cultural references. Today's episode is about the legend of the magic jelly beans. You guys start to get settled in enjoying your show when suddenly someone comes to the door and you hear them fiddle with the knob. 
The door window is frosted glass, so all you can see is a silhouette. After jiggling the doorknob a bit, it leaves. Well, that was weird. Maybe just an Amazon delivery? Well, why'd he try to come in the house? I mean, they're probably being punished for something outside their control, and coming in the house fixes the problem. Tough job. Eric seems a little tense, but he goes back to his show after a few seconds. Then, a figure appears in the backyard. You can see him from the sliding door. It's a bald man wearing Spongebob pajama bottoms, cowboy boots, and he's carrying a carbine. <laughs> is, is the carbine not the first thing that we notice? The Spongebob pajama bottoms really are more upsetting. They completely clash with the cowboy boots. Anyway, he comes to the screen door. Eric gets up and begins to panic. Oh my god, who is that? The man grabs for the door and throws it open. He points the carbine at Eric. Eric gets up and starts to back away, and the guy yells, Stop! Stop right there! Come on, stand over in the kitchen! Get over there! And he points to Eric. Eric, startled and confused, starts to cry. The man grabs him and manhandles him into the kitchen. He shoves him over into the laundry room, then to the garage. You hear struggling, things crashing, stuff falling down. Eric is crying. Who are you? Oh my god, that hurts! Stop, stop! Oh my god! Mason, I did not see a package on that man. I don't think he is carrying a package. Maybe he's delivering a gun. Well, he's doing a terrible job. Stay on the ceiling. Go check it out. You crawl into the laundry room where you can see into the garage. It looks like the man has tied up Eric and gagged him. Eric is just laying there on the floor crying. Guys, I don't think this is an Amazon delivery. Who else could it be? Amazon has a monopoly on delivery business. I don't think it's a delivery. I think it's a robbery. Robbery, delivery, it's all the same. No, robbery is when they take things away from you. Well, who's in charge of that? We need to call their service hotline right away. The man comes back in the house and starts pulling open drawers. He's pulling things out. It looks like he's looking for something. And he's in a hurry. Eric is still crying in the other room. We have to help Eric, you guys? Okay, the guy's not looking directly at us, right? Can we hop down and then, like, try to sneak past him? Yes and no. You tumble off the table easily enough, but as soon as Long Strongman falls down, it makes a loud thud because of his plastic head. The guy looks and he sees you lying there. He hesitates for a minute and then goes back to searching drawers now in the kitchen. He's just pulling them out and dumping them on the floor. Alright, Mr. Strongman, just like last night, I'm gonna have to have you ride on me again. I thought that that was something you only did with married octopi. And also in emergencies! Now get on my back, I will carry you silently to the garage! The man is barely paying attention. You sneak past him and find your way to the garage where the door is still wide open. Eric, luckily for you, is facing away from you. Uh, okay, alright, alright. We gotta do something. Strongman, use your stretchy arms to reach up and hit the garage door button. Maybe one of the neighbors will see us. Roger, I hit the garage door. You stretch up and you whack the garage door button. It starts to open. From in the kitchen, you hear, What the heck? The man runs in and sees the garage door opening up. He goes to close it right away. He stops it, then taps the button again. Then he looks down at Eric, and he goes, Did you do that? Eric, terrified, shakes his head no. And he goes, Don't fool around. I'll make you pay if you do. And he kind of looks at Eric, then backs away, unsure, and then goes back to the kitchen and starts pulling out drawers again. The garage door is way too slow. We're never going to get help that way. What is he even looking for? Well, it must be something valuable, and something that came into this house recently. He's looking for Kevin. Larry, where did Eric put Kevin? Well, with Mom not home, he brought Kevin down to watch Frilly Frog with you. Oh god, we left him. We left him watching Frilly Frog. Oh god, we've abandoned a friend! Rush back to the table. How easy is it to climb up? I mean, you're an octopus with slippery little felt tentacles. I don't think you have a very good climbing skill. Hold on, I'll lift you up. Mason lifts you up. Behind you, crash, another drawer hits the floor. Up there is Kevin. 
Okay, so you can reverse me inside out, and up inside me is like another face and everything. But it's also kind of a pocket. I'm gonna stuff Kevin into the pocket inside of me. Well, Kevin is made of tinfoil and pipe cleaners, so easily enough, you just stuff him up inside your body. Don't worry, Kevin. We're gonna keep you safe. That man will never find you. Did you get him? Yes, I have rescued Kevin. But now this man will never rest because he'll never find Kevin. Maybe we should call the police. Well, maybe we should. Lowry, was there a phone left behind for Eric to use? Mom does leave behind an emergency phone in the kitchen, in one of the kitchen drawers. Crash, there it goes, it's on the floor now. The man says, where is it? Why would she keep it? He moves on to the living room. He starts pulling up couch cushions. Well, whatever this guy is looking for, it must be smaller than a bread box if he's checking under the couch cushions. He's a kindred spirit in a way. We were also looking like this for Kevin the other night, but we're one step ahead. We could also just give him Kevin. Elvis, that is the most backstabbery thing I've ever heard. I mean, you don't know that Kevin wouldn't give you up if he was in trouble. Well, let's just call the police. He'll never know. He's not paying attention. Okay, yes, let's do that. Actually, no, let's do one better. It's right by the pantry. Right, Lowry? Yeah, it's in the kitchen. Okay, long strong man. I need you to get a bottle of Crisco. Take off the top and push it over so it creates basically an oil slick. Then we'll call the police. And when this man comes to answer the phone, he'll slip and he'll fall. Very frilly frog. I love it. Lowry, I get into the pantry and then I spill cooking oil all over the floor. Then call 911. Okay, you start by tipping over the cooking oil. Go ahead and give me a stealth roll for this. All right, here we go. Okay, so you unscrew the cap and then gently tip over the cooking oil. It starts to spread out across the floor. Then you walk over to the phone, careful not to slip, and you dial 911. A person answers on the other line. Hello, 911. Is this an emergency? Can people hear us? We've been yelling at each other, so I'm not sure how this works. Hello, yes, this is an emergency. Hello? Hello, is someone there? I'm tracing your call. Please stay on the line if you're in trouble. Well, I guess that answers that question. No, they can't hear us through the phone. Or at all. The phone is loud enough. The man stops and he looks up. He sees all these toys surrounding the phone over in the kitchen, and he kind of looks at you curiously. He says, Wait a minute. What? Oh no. He goes over and he goes towards the phone. Then, in his hurry, he slips and he falls down and hits his head. The voice on the phone says, Hello? I heard a crash. Is, is everything okay? Hello? Okay, I'm sending a police officer to your house. We did it, guys! Yes! Just like Frilly Frog would have done. I'm so proud of us. Now, what do we do with this guy? Well, you know, he's gonna wake up really soon, I bet. No, no, it's just like Frilly Frog. Once you hit your head, you're asleep for the rest of the episode. The man comes to just about as soon as you say this. He kind of gets up and he rubs his head. He can still hear the voice on the other line. Hello, this, this is the police. I'm still the police. And he picks up the phone and he says, Hello? Oh, oh no, I'm so sorry. My kid was playing with the phone. Everything's fine. There's no reason to check things out. She says, well, I'm still sending someone to check things out anyway, just as a precaution, okay? And he says, okay, I understand. About how long will that be? She says, well, you live in a nice neighborhood, so it'll probably be about five or ten minutes. He says, okay, I'll still be here. I've got somewhere to be, but, but I'll wait around. And she says, okay, sir, thank you. Then he hangs up. 
Oh, five or ten minutes. That is kind of a long time for this sort of situation, isn't it? That guy kind of rubs his head. He looks around dazed. He looks down at you guys on the floor. He picks up Long Strongman and gives him a good hard look, turns him over front to back, then drops him down on the floor in the oil. He goes, I uh, forget it. And he gets up and he goes back into the living room. He starts looking around, but this time with a lot less enthusiasm. Okay, so we just need to keep him busy for the next five or ten minutes. That's all. We can do that, right? What if we trip him down the stairs? Well, we would have to get him up the stairs in the first place. The man, unsatisfied with this tossed living room, goes upstairs. Ah, perfect. Mason, you are a future teller. But we're going to have to get him to go back downstairs to trip him. Okay, no, no, I've got it. All right, there should be bungee cords or something in the garage, right? Let's go to the garage. You guys scuffle into the garage where Eric is still laying down. Oh, or we could release Eric. The knots he's tied up with look pretty tight. Is there like a hedge trimmer or something nearby? Paul, that sounds insanely dangerous. Okay, uh, garden shears. All the tools in the garage are electric. Mom is not very big on hard manual labor. She likes modern conveniences. Well, all of our fast cutting options will also probably mangle Eric. We should avoid those. Well, all right, grab those bungee cords. We're gonna set up a trap. You hear crashing and banging upstairs. Then you find bungee cord on the table. Eric can hear you guys dragging them away. Hello? Is, is someone there? But he can't turn to look at you. Never fear, Eric. We're going to save the day. Yeah, we got bungee cord. We're gonna bungee this guy. Okay, strongman, you stay here. All right, here's the plan. Strongman, you gotta stay here to open the garage door. Me and Elvis are gonna go upstairs. Elvis, you keep an eye on that guy, make sure he doesn't come before I have the bungee cords ready. As soon as he hears the garage door, he's gonna run downstairs, trip on the bungee cords, and then probably be knocked out safely until the police arrive. Do they knock people out in Frilly Frog a lot? A lot of villains are solved by knocking them out, yes. Okay. It just seems like a fall from the stairs is gonna really hurt him, but, but, uh, okay. If you haven't seen Frilly Frog, then don't question Frilly Frog's methods. They all make sense if you just watch the entire episode. Okay, I was trying to watch today, but I got distracted by the break-in. This isn't my fault. You guys could have invited me earlier. Okay, ready. Stay here, Mason. Stay here. We're going. You guys run to the stairs as fast as you can. Climb your way up, and Paul, I assume you begin affixing the bungee cord to the top of the stairs. Yep, try and stretch it out so it stays low, and hopefully he doesn't notice it. All right, you do that. Elvis... You go, and it looks like the guy is searching through Mom's room right now. He's mostly going around her bathroom. He's opening drawers. He's got the closet door open, but it doesn't seem that he found the secret room. He's throwing over pillows. He's looking under the mattress, shining a phone light under the bed. Okay, Paul, you're clear. You're clear. Okay. All right, I'm set up. Uh, I I don't think we established a signal for Mason. Throw myself down the stairs. You tumble harmlessly down the stairs because your body is full of cotton. Run around the corner. Mason, uh, we're ready. Hit the doorknob. Hit the button. I slap the garage button. The garage door begins to open up. The man looks up and he goes, Again? Oh, I'm going to teach that kid a lesson. He makes a run for the stairs and... does not notice the bungee cord and trips down from the top of the flight all the way down. It doesn't knock him out. It's not that long of a fall, but he does roll. He grabs his hips a little bit. Oh. Oh. He gets up and he looks upstairs. He sees the bungee cord. And then he looks a little frightened. He says, I, uh, oh, oh, my, oh no. I can't, she's probably already done it. And he runs to the garage. I can't believe he's still up. In Frilly Frog, by now he would have bunked his noggin clear out. 
Well, it usually only works at the end of the episode. I mean, it's only been like a few minutes. We need another 15 at least. That's how long it'll take the police to get here. Of course it all makes sense. Why wasn't I thinking? The man runs through the laundry room and then finds the garage door open. Then one of the neighbors is standing right there, looking at this man and little Eric tied up on the ground. 